From this day forward, you will become sparrows. Weapons in a global struggle for power. Every human being is a puzzle of need. You must learn to intuit what is missing, become the missing piece, and they will give you anything. Take off your clothes. Your body belongs to the state. Since your birth, the state nourished it. Now the state asks something in return. You must learn to sacrifice for a higher purpose. To push yourself beyond all limitation and forget the sentimental morality with which you were raised. Hello and welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 160. Whoa. And my name is Scott. My name is Jared. My name is Craig. My name is Michael. Nice. On today's episode, we're going to catch up on the films and TV shows we've been watching before our featured review of Annihilation. From Jeff Vandermeer? From Alex Garland. Oh, right. <laughs> our boy. Thank you for tuning in. Red, where can we find the podcast? It's on iTunes. It's on Google it's Play. It's on TuneIn Radio. It's on the internet. Stitcher can fuck off. Yeah, don't download that app. If you have it, uninstall it. Our website, it's verticalviewing.com. Go there. You can click on the donate button if please, you want to help please. us offset the cost of doing the show. Renting out a piece of the internet, sticking it in your ear every week. Mm-mm-mm. It's internet pie. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen. It's really good. Patreon.com slash verticalviewing. Surf the web over there. That's where you're going to find our Guns of Navarone review, which might, new. might be up in the next day or two Brand after this. Spanking new. It's coming very soon. Shiny. Yeah. Classic. Thank you to I, Chris I hadn't seen for it. that one. I hadn't seen it before. Yeah, that. crazy, right? Gregory Peck is a stone-cold pimp when he wants to be. Yeah, when he's When he's when not hung over. When he's not <laughs> hung over that day uh, on set. David Niven's good, though. David Niven is great. Yeah. He's a gentleman. He reminds everyone, hey, we came to act. Yeah. Yeah. You can find all, all sorts of goodies on patreon.com slash vertical viewing. There's also a, a freebie on there, which is knowing. That's the commentary best. Commentary of knowing. Nicholas Cage. We're really funny. It's really awesome. It is a full length commentary on the 2009 masterpiece, Knowing. It's our gift to you. Which is part of the Proyas verse. Yeah, well, we got to do our next Proyas verse one soon, I think. It should be Dark City. Dark City. Okay. That's a good one. Okay. Verticalviewing at gmail.com. We got an email. From Brendan. What oh, up, Brendan? Brendan. And uh, he's got a long one for us, but he Good says... Stuff. Yeah, he answers our earlier question about... He uh, asked us, when did the golden age of television begin? Which is an interesting yeah, question. That was a good conversation. Uh, we chose The Sopranos, if you will. Mm-hmm. We got it right. Yeah. <laughs> but he does say that our podcast inspired me to up my viewing game. So in the past few weeks, I watched Ex Machina, Blade Runner 2049, nice. started Altered Carbon, and dipped my toe into Black Mirror. While Blade Runner was a sumptuous audiovisual feast, I feel I made a mistake in watching Ex Machina first. That's fair. And I feel blasphemous for saying this because I found it far more interesting, and it made me think a lot more than Blade Runner. Not to say 2049 isn't awesome, it is just unfortunate timing on my part. Hmm. I 100% agree with you, Brendan. I like that. Yeah, but, Brendan, yeah. you make me want to rewatch Ex Machina. I think that, that Blade Runner 2049 is going for a little more of a strange... Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> that was cool. Oh, man. 
It sounded like Mario just keep that in one of our keep wires. Keep that in. That's strange. Like, There's yeah. UFOs in the speakers. The listening okay. devices were turned on. Okay. I, I was just in the process of saying Blade Runner is a much more mood piece kind of thing. It's an art installation. It's a fucking work of pure visual acid trip genius. But yeah. and is Ex Machina more like cerebral? Well, be, it, and they... by, by necessity, it's, it's a chamber piece with three actors and it's wall to wall dialogue like two sets <laughs> but so it deals me, with similar well it does know. but but there are no there are no uh, otherworldly landscapes for you to 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 lavishly stretch your legs in and mm -hmm. ex machina is it's a chamber piece man it's set in one location with three actors we're back <laughs> i don't know i have no idea we're on twitter at vertical viewing yep and Our theme song is by the Anti Theory. It's so good. Visit him on SoundCloud. I think I think we sound okay. There's probably a ghost in this machine, but somewhere it might come out. Who knows? We are in Area X. Unfortunately, this podcast might not be recorded. You're not supposed to even bring electronic devices into Area X. They don't right? work. We did three years of them not working. So... Now it's all about just pen and paper. You don't. It's yeah. all hard copies. Yay! Analog. Red. What's up? What have you been watching this week? Do you have um, goodies for us? I watched one thing, and it's uh, it's only funny for a very specific group of people. Uh, it's called uh, what's by Fred Armisen. It's comedy for oh, stand up for... comedy for drummers. Did you like this? Um, I did. It's not your average stand up special. Obviously, you've seen it as well. Yeah. And uh, did you like it? No. I've decided I'm not a big fan of Fred Armisen's mm. stand-up. Do you like Portlandia? Like, are you? Yeah, of I like Portlandia, but the stand-up was just like he, when he started off doing an impression of someone standing in line for something, and he just stood in line. <laughs> and then he did that a few times. Like his impressions were just him standing there. I really, really love <laughs> uh, his impression uh, of he did it on uh, late night, um, which is the fox decomposing like oh yeah yeah and he just starts freaking video out. of a fox decomposing i love that impression it's a, it's a really um, creative thing to do an impression of it's yeah his it's more about the obscurity of the moments he's he's trying to do impressions of than the fact that he's actually sure, doing sure. it i really did like this comedy okay i will lot. i will interrupt i haven't seen this so i'll okay. comment on it okay <laughs> yeah of course but my brother the provider has i thought of him and i who, wondered who is a drummer yeah and he was not a fan oh unfortunately i th I, mean, I wonder maybe the provider can tell us exactly why he didn't like i would like to hear from him and there's one moment that actually i thought specifically of the the provider um which is shown at the beginning of the special and it's fred armisen actually assessing there's a lineup of people trying to come into the special and he's got a snare drum and he's testing everyone to make sure that they're actually drummers <laughs> and and it to me i thought that okay, was something okay. that he yeah, would enjoy okay. but it, i know i don't want to the assume. style the style just seemed so loose and i like that has to be done on either a on purpose which i just think was a poor choice mm -hmm. or, or b he just didn't give a shit <laughs> I really liked the the section where there's a there's a moment where he has a row of drum kits stretching out uh, from the stage into the audience, and each one is from a different decade. And he plays a little bit of music and talks about that era and 
moves from drum kit to drum kit doing that. And it's not even really comedy. It's just historical. Interesting. Um, he also does a bit about accents where he stands at a map and points at all the different states and different that, areas that and different states good. where he's speaking the accent and explaining a little bit about the place the and why they from. sound like yeah. that. But this has nothing to do with drumming. Uh, well, it's only uh, four drummers. Let's see, this is this is <laughs> what this reminds me of Steve Martin's stand-up album from the 70s in which one of his one of his bits is so amazing and he goes Okay, so I heard there's a plumbing convention in town this weekend, uh, and so this next joke is, you know, so th- those of you who are plumbers are really gonna, really gonna love this one. But if you're, if, you know, f- for those of you that aren't plumbers, you know, if there's a few of you that aren't plumbers necessarily tonight, just bear with me. This won't be good. Mm-hmm. And then he tells this just like you, you. So you're sent it. You're sent out on a sprinkler maintenance job, and uh, you forget the ganglion wrench and the 748s uh, spanner wrench. <laughs> like there's some dumb punchline that doesn't land. He's like, was like was, one plumber. <laughs> no, but he said something like, was that was that plumbing convention last weekend? Or <laughs> like, I I would have liked every joke to be related to drumming, and they don't even like it's kind of like an Andy Kaufman bit where he reads Great Gatsby out to everybody. He does sort of start the special, or maybe it's not. I'm trying to remember the moment, but he does talk to the audience and he's like you know we as drummers like he he does use it to and you're led to as a viewer of the the special anyways i don't know if you were actually there if this was the the case but you're led to believe that everyone has had to demonstrate some level of proficiency on a drum cool to get in so you you get like i kind of just this, hit it with a stick yeah there's like young people what, there what did you think of the uh the cutaway like when he runs off the stage and they've pre-recorded the bit was it pre- like where he goes off to the drum shop mm-hmm. and they have the eight kick pedal like that doesn't seem like if i'm going to a live show you, i don't want don't, the guy to run off and just the watch stage. a video <laughs> yeah uh, it was short uh, i do see i do totally get your point it did it sounds like a fun I, distraction. It I mean, sounds like a fun little thing to put Yeah, on. I liked it. I'd be, you know, I'd be lying yeah. if I didn't say it felt like slightly out of place, but at the same time, like, I really, you were all right with it. it was like a gag that I was fine with. It was so totally stupid, but like, that's, you know, like I said before, it's not necessarily about the actual, uh, like, landing of the joke. It's about yeah. how ridiculous yeah. the setup okay. is. Okay. And that's that's all you watch. That is about it. I watched a lot more of the Olympics. Um, yeah. Funky, you know, it's I'm, really right. interesting. Like all the doping stuff again. Like the uh, Russian, or sorry, the Olympic athletes from Russia, uh, still doping. Like the guys that were allowed to go, still that, doping. That ain't surprising. What's surprising to me is one of the athletes from Canada stole a Humvee. Oh, what? I didn't. Tell Whoa, me more. Please. I haven't heard about this. I, I haven't heard this. I either. mean, we can't get into this right now. But there's also some drinking and driving stuff going on that some people are in trouble for. That's the same thing. Oh, they stole the car. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. well done, guys. We're not going to get into. Craig, what do you got for us? Um, I watched two things. First of all, Hardcore Henry. Nice. Yes, we've discussed I, Hardcore Henry. Yeah. I it's amazing. was not expecting it to be what it was. I had something completely different in mind. And yeah, I sure. was really su- very pleasantly surprised. Did you like Charlotte Copley in this? Yes. He was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Some it, or the, all of them. The, <laughs> the journey that it takes you on is really remarkable because it's, 
one shot, quote unquote. Yeah. So you like you feel like you have gone on this whole long journey. You're like, man, remember when I was fucking here and then I was jumping out of this helicopter and yeah, like it's just nonstop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's nonstop, high intensity, like in the best way. I love Charlotte Copley. I think <laughs> hard, Hardcore Henry would be a good movie to watch on a double feature with Victoria, which is that mm. German film that's all in one, one take. Shot, yeah. yeah, where it's you know the actually, actually in one take, and there is yeah so element of action to it. Uh, nice job. Yeah, Hardcore and, Henry's silly. Yeah, and also I watched the first episode of the sci-fi series Helix. Ah. What is that? Um, it's uh, about a group of people from the CDC sent to a biotech lab in, I think it's the Arctic. The Arctic? Okay. Anyway, it's in international territory, so there's no Somewhere laws, cold. no regulatory agencies, and mm. something has gone horribly wrong. Some people are dead. There it may be some like sort of outbreak. The series came out a couple years ago on mm-hmm. TV. Um I watched a couple episodes. I dug it, but I, I never really watched past yeah, the first I couple. I just saw the first episode. Um, I'm intrigued. I'll definitely watch some more. Is the see poster for that, the guy's head's like, yeah, like yeah, looking at a microscope and, and his brains are blowing Yeah, you're out? scrolling through on, Me- on Netflix and that's Man. the image you see. Yeah. Remember when the video store used to have crazy covers to do that Make same thing? To what's a video store? I don't know. There's but still Netflix a rental a, place in Lower Lawnsdale. I walk by it. When but I, I just I love that I, I love that Netflix is doing that same thing where these like eye catching yeah, cassette covers. You're doing the same, the same thing, but you're, you're but it's it's the same action of just scrolling your eyes across these dumb racks of shit. And I think it shows you when something like isn't gonna be up your alley at all. Notice how horizon- was, horizontal viewing sucks. Oh, <laughs> there was one that showed up as I was looking for through a Netflix today. And it was a CBC, it's for Annie, and it just looks like all the colors are dull. It's like a little girl. It's like, this does not look interesting at all. Who would, who would hit play on that? Oh, yeah. They, don't, no they know how to target you. Yeah. Well, how did that get here? <laughs> uh, Mike. Yeah. What do you have? It's been a couple of weeks. I've seen a few things. To start off with, I watched a horror film by the name of The Ritual. Oh, tell me about this, please. Uh, It was okay. Like, it wasn't as awesome as I was hoping it would be, but this is directed by David Bruckner. Great trailer. Um, So it's about four, five? Four guys. Four friends? Four friends. It starts with five, and one of them gets murdered after a night of drinking. Like, just they, they happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Dude dies. They're trying to do their annual guy's trip, figure out what happens. He's killed in a convenience store. So they decide to go on a hike because that's what he wanted to do and take his ashes and like have a proper send-off in northern Sweden. Oh, it's touching. Um, and one of them hurts his ankle. So they're like, shit, we either, you either wait here uh, and we go get help, but it's, it's going to take us like a day and a half to get back to the lodge because they're in the middle of nowhere in Sweden. Uh, or we cut. We can see where we need to go, like the lodge that they're going to. But instead of taking a circuitous route around the mountain, there's this dense forest in between. So they're like, let's just cut right through the forest. Gotta go under it. So that's where things start Can't going go wrong. So in the forest, they come across... Like The idea is these guys stumble upon a ritual. Like There are cultists in these woods that worship an ancient evil. It sounds stupid, but it's, it's kind of r- really... Sounds like creepy. Skyrim. Maybe it's like a Blair Witch. It's really creepy kind? and cool because these guys, 
like it starts to get really shitty weather rainy they find this abandoned cabin they go into it and all of them like upstairs in this one room there's this weird like human effigy thing that has antlers for hands no head and like hands for feet that looks like people have been praying to this altar um and they all have ridiculous nightmares in the cabin and that's when things start to go like really really crazy there is um there's no doubt so i'm gonna like i'm not gonna spoil it but there's no doubt at all in this film that something is there is a creature in these woods that's following them uh it seems to be feeding off their fear and things like that okay the you do see it eventually okay cool the design i think is bad ass oh no really it's this crazy i don't i don't want to ruin it or anything but it is it is creepy as hell i I love good good creatures Um, uh, you know it it could be it could be subjective i don't know i just think it's really a really cool organic design and it's so so that's really cool um am i going to be able to watch it no you probably will, honestly. Like it's thank you, Michael. It's more of um, like the main character who we're following, Rafe Spall, uh, is the actor who plays him. He was with his buddy in the convenience store when he was murdered and did nothing. Like oh. it was the idea is they went to go get some booze, and two junkies were robbing the store, uh, and one of the junkies just like beat the sh- like beat in the skull of his friend, and he was sitting there doing nothing. Like he. So he's dealing with the fact that he is he didn't stand up at all. Survivor so guilt. his nightmares that are being induced just keep sending him back to that moment in time. Um, what's the um, actor's name again? Rafe Spall. Foosball? Yep, exactly. Foosball. Um, he's been in some other stuff. I don't know. Okay. You, you probably recognize him. Okay. It's, uh, he's in a lot of the uh, uh, Edgar Wright films. Yeah. This was a question, like, because I don't actually a, feel like I recognize him. And it's, <clears throat> is this movie like with Swedes? Like, are these no, no? It's it's a bunch of British guys. Okay, that are they go on vacation to Sweden. Um, He's in Hot Fuzz. He's one of the cops. There's Patty Considine oh, with the mustache, and the yeah. other guy is Rafe Spall with the yeah. other mustache. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, yeah. gotcha. When he drinks Thank the you. beer, he's like, "You have a mustache." The performance, I know. Like the performances <laughs> by the actors in this, like it's all really good. It just it doesn't quite get to the level it needs to be. And that's why I say you can watch it because it's not as horrifying uh, as it could be. Okay. Uh, and the journey of the character dealing with not standing up for his friend or not even trying to help mm. um, isn't like it doesn't resolve in a way that I found very satisfying. So it, it stumbles on the way, uh, but it's still eerie and atmospheric. So, it looked really good. Yeah, like it's it's a beautiful movie yeah. to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to remember the name of it, and I still can't and you guys can help there, a movie that i watched not too long ago it was a horror movie and i thought that this might be similar it was about a ritual where a woman the, hires a guy to get in touch with her uh, dead son oh yeah you were talking about that the, it's it's also on netflix i believe right i forget the name of it too it's a british film yeah I'm anyway yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah i still have to check that out but the ritual not bad like it's it's it, i was hoping for a really nice meaty horror film not quite that still worth a watch okay i also watched uh on the bus because I was had to go to Kelowna was when we first met. Stupid romantic comedy thingy, nice. uh, starring Alexandra Daddario and David Levine, I believe is his name. Adam Adam Levine. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Rick Rick watched this and he says it was dog shit. Uh, I believe. Yeah, you know it was, it was a romantic comedy. Like it just that's what it was. You could see where it was going from the start. Uh, he this guy is in love with his this girl he met. 
but he got friend zoned right away. She met the love of her life the day after, so he was just hanging around. Three years later, they're getting married. He goes back in time <laughs> through a photo booth. It's one of those like, time travel romantic yeah, comedies. Where he huh? just keeps going My back and trying genre. to fix it over and over. The dark. horror movie we were talking about is called A Dark, dark song. song. It was A nice. Dark Song. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I agree. This is not a good movie. I, it killed time on a bus, so good for it. That's like, what Netflix is doing these days. They don't... They're really, They like, don't give a fuck. ...quantity over quality. Well, yeah, man. And uh, then, also terrible, but a terrible that I love. I've seen this before. I rewatched Legion. Damn. I did, too, actually. Legion is a yes. fun one. Where it's the apocalypse, but you know what? It's the angels that are coming to possess people and take over. I, man. That movie is dog shit. Oh, yeah, but I. In the best way. I still love watching this thing. I can't make it past the first 20 minutes, which are actually pretty cool with, uh, what's his name? Doug Jones is the ice cream man coming out yeah. and stuff. And Good old Doug Jones. Stand. Yeah. And then there's like the old lady like climbing around on the ceiling. It's like I the most human looking Doug Jones has ever been. There was like an extended trailer for that. I think it was like five minutes of the movie when like I, I, people were like, what is this? What the fuck? See, it's such a weird movie. Man. I just wish Paul Bettany as Michael was a little more interesting. Like, he's just... Vision? Doom and gloom, yeah. Off the heels of that, they made a Priest movie, too. Yeah, yeah which priest was way worse. Is so bad. But uh, the thing I liked about this is when the actual angels show up. Like, when Gabriel shows up, the angels are like these war soldier guys in this. Like, they are designed to kill. Their wings are razor... Like, have razor blades on them. They're bulletproof. Like Yeah, yeah. That fight with... Kevin, Kevin and, Durand? Yes. Yeah, he's awesome in that. And there's actually a lot of emotion between these two because they're brothers, and neither one of them really wants to fight the other, but what? Like, but angels don't have so free will. This Yeah, this movie has a lot of really good little nuggets that I just love to devour. Uh, as a whole, it's dog shit, but like it's, it's the dog shit that I like to watch. Yeah, yeah. Entertaining I'm, popcorn. Dude, I'm a pieces. huge fan of Kevin Durand. He's a Canadian actor, too, man. He's good. Like, this guy's got... He kind of looks like Elon Musk a little bit. Yeah. But oh, he's, yeah. he's in a ton of stuff, and he's just got a big old face that always kicks people's ass. He's just a tough guy. Yeah. Uh, he's a bruiser. And to cap that off, I watched a movie I actually really liked. Well, I mean, I really like Legion, but I would say it was good, and that was The Founder. Starring Michael Keaton oh, okay. about hmm. the story of McDonald's hmm. and, and how it came to be. What's his name again? Uh, uh, Croc? Ray Croc? No, who's the founder about? That's what it's yeah, about. Yeah, Ray, Ray Croc. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is really... I dug it. Have you guys seen it? Any, any of no, you seen it? No, no, no. It's really interesting how this happens. Like, Ray Croc is just a salesman who just keeps trying to sell other things. He's going around selling... Like, it starts off with him selling milk uh, milkshake machines to different drive-ins. And then he sees that there's an order for like six of them in one drive-thru. He's like, what the shit is this? Like, this has to be a mistake. So he calls them up. They're like, oh yeah, no, that's a mistake. Make it eight. It's like, what? What drive-in is doing this type of business? Then he comes across McDonald's. And it just follows his hostile takeover of the McDonald's franchise. Because he, he has a contract with these guys to franchise it because they tried and failed. The McDonald's brothers. The McDonald's <laughs> brothers. They, Have you read, is this any, like, is this true? Yeah. So it's, it's, but is it all, I mean, how it's obviously what? inspired by, have you ever been to McDonald's? 
No, I mean, I'm wondering because yeah, no, Fast Food Nation is a book that came out like, I don't know, 20 oh, okay. years ago and deals a lot with the story of the McDonald brothers and it, Ray Kroc. And I wonder how much of this. I think it's pretty close to reality on this. Like they might sensationalize a couple of things, but I don't, I don't know. Like they play it pretty grounded. Um, this guy just starts expanding, but he's not making enough money off of it. Like he's hardly making any money. And that's when oh, what the, this other dude comes in. This other businessman just happens to be in the right place at the right time. Hears him talking about his problems. And that's where the whole real estate thing comes about. Hmm. So then he switches the business. The franchises. To buying the land that the franchises are set on. And part of the lease agreement is they have to do what he says or the lease is revoked. Mm-hmm. Because the original contract is all of the approval for any changes go through the McDonald's brothers. But this circumvents that. Mm-hmm. So that's how he takes over, and uh, he eventually just buys them out to $2.7 million or something like that, and he takes their name. They're not allowed to use McDonald's on their restaurant anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's crazy. Like, I didn't know this, mm-hmm. and at the end, uh, well, I didn't know this at the end, where it's just like, McDonald's is one of the largest real estate companies in the world. Yeah, because they own that's lots what of they do. as well. That's like, what, yeah, like, they just... The McDonald's Corporation just owns land. That's fucked. Not just. Well, yeah, I know, but that's their primary uh, they business. Own, they own burgers before they, I bomb them into my stomach. They like own, they, dude, they own the grass that becomes the burgers. Like, they own, they cut down rainforests to make Santa. ranches. It's, it's Michael Santa. Keaton plays this at Ray Kroc so well, because he is a smooth talker. He's a salesman, so he convinces these guys to go into business with them. And then throughout the course of the film, as he just gets greedier, well, he's like fifty-five like, or something when he does it. Yeah, because like, that's kind of the impression you I got, anyways, when I learned the story of this guy. Is that he 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 knew how to be a businessman. He just hadn't chosen the right thing. He hadn't found the right way into the world. Yeah. And then when he did, he just was like, okay, he just took off. Let's and juice this pig. So it's interesting seeing who he is as a person at the start of this film compared to as the success starts going, and he can drop the act a little bit just mm. how much of an asshole he really is because <laughs> mcdonald's affected the way that like suburbs developed and the way that roads became important from from what i understand michael keaton really drove this film in terms of it being from his perspective like his character is like well it's uh, basically uh, ray Kroc is in every scene yeah and and so, it's really centered around my it's a michael keaton vehicle right yes he, he's he is really in command of it from from what i have read it's th- there's other you could be more true to the story by by covering other characters who are involved but it's so focused on the story of ray Kroc that it but, starts yeah, to leave exactly. these other things it's called are, the founder yeah and it's not like about Anything McDonald's. else. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. No, the only you learn about the other characters that are important simply because they're cool. yeah. they yeah. come into Ray's sphere. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, like check it out. It made me want McDonald's so goddamn Fuck. bad. <laughs> Wonder how like imagine how good McDonald's was. Like if you could the go burgers, get a burger from the original, the original McDonald's brothers. That's place. what it was. The burgers in the original McDonald's look so good. Like Shut they're up. they're just slight Stop. they're just slightly beefier versions of what they have now. <clears throat> I was like, we oh, need to, now we need oh some God. money from McDonald's. Yeah, but that's that's all I want. I would absolutely say this podcast is brought to you by, you know, the new that would big be crazy. Guy. They don't do that. They though. don't have enough money to sponsor our podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, I watched some things. I I went through I, I went through an intense time this week, Ooh, gentlemen. Yeah, uh, you got some goodies. I will I will start with the easy stuff. 
which where do I begin here? Okay, I watched the new Jennifer Lawrence film, Red Sparrow. Oh, okay, yeah, you tweeted something about this. Yeah, this movie is going to piss off a shitload of people. Is that because it's good? It's kind of amazing. The first hour of it, I was fully on board. This movie's violent. It is sexy. It is fucked up. It is twisted. I'm on board. It is it is loaded with nudity. I really like Jennifer Lawrence. Loaded with violence, loaded with like I said, twisted shit that is going to make a lot of people angry. So Red Sparrow is if you thought that this was going to be the the Black Widow movie, the Black Widow movie, the the Marvel, it is not at all. It is dark as fuck. Marvel can't come near this, eh? No, 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 no. Different game. Most people are not going to come near this. This this thing is going to make a lot of people so mad because it's about red sparrows are men and women in Russia who are trained to use their bodies as espionage tools and not in in a in necessarily violent manner in in more of a manipulative sexual manner Fair and, cool. and so not really that cool when the film has scenes numerous rape scenes and some of which are are part of classroom Trainings and training mm. and 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 wow. en- encouraging the students to endure en- endure physical and sexual abuse for for the for your country. So that statement it's really fucking insane. Did this you ever insane. watch? Did you watch um, the the movie? I believe it was L. No, you were you were into this, right? It's the Paul Verhoeven film. Yeah, I think that you might want to check this out. <laughs> it's crazy stuff, right? So maybe crossover because that movie is about a woman who enjoys. Being well, like, yeah, no, no, there's not really any crossover movie. at all. There's no crossover. <laughs> okay, wow. Other, other than- Jennifer Lawrence does not enjoy a moment of this film. Uh, she Jesus. she witnesses a crime and is brought into this crazy high stakes Russian spy sexual fucked up nightmare is it like nikita no she doesn't unfortunately kick anyone's ass really oh really she, i mean there there is some but she's more used as a manipulation tool wow it's like cerebral like chess. it's fucking insane man and mm. like there's crazy violence like some guys getting tortured with a skin grafting tool in this shit it is nuts like man she's peeling yeah, yeah. red sparrow Ooh. is fucking nuts man it's crazy I, I wasn't a huge fan of it. By the end, it starts layering twists upon twists upon twists. But you, you guys got to see this thing. It's hmm. it is something else. Re, uh, Jennifer, how does she do? Jennifer Lawrence is amazing in this. She's amazing, and uh, she's got a Russian accent that's kind of shaky, but it works. Hmm. And uh, she's really enjoying the F Cinema Score period of her career. I think just like don't give a fuck. I'll make movies that'll make people mad. Yeah. Yeah, the, and this you. is from the guy, this is Francis Lawrence, Jay the guy Law. who did... Good for you. The, Francis Lawrence, the director of the Hunger Games films. This is a Hunger Games film with twisted pornographic sex and violence. Huh. It's mental. So it's the actual world of the Hunger Games, just not <laughs> it's filtered crazy. through the... Okay. It's in the capital. Okay. It's not okay. the young adult version. Um, I also watched Starship Troopers. Yes, We've you all did. Seen Solid. Troopers. Solid Speaking bugs. Speaking of it's a shooting classic. blue lasers. Paul Verhoeven, director of L. We go back 21 years for this crazy classic. This is so Co-ed good. shower scenes. It's, I, I don't like it. 
as much as I thought I would on a rewatch, the movie itself isn't necessarily that good, like as an experience. <laughs> it's more of like what it means and the idea and kind of what it's doing. I don't so know. Like, See, I like to, because I play Warhammer. So if I'm painting models, I love to just throw this on because this is like the perfect background spectacle. movie. And it's that, a lot of fun. But every it's time also I come good across it, satire. I watch it. Yeah. Right? it. It's really garish and janky, but it's amazing. Yeah, man. Uh, and I'm not even going to get into all the fascist uh, undertones because that's a whole podcast we could do, frankly. Well, we can you can suffice to say that the movie is a parody, except the book was dead serious. Yeah, yeah. that's what the brilliance. Yeah. 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 So actually, do you think he directed all the actors to not be good in that, just to like amp it up? I mean, they're all like these teeny bopper Ken dolls and stuff, and well, like it can hit me a little bit Denise yeah. Richards but it's that's Paul Verhoeven for you right he's campy yeah. Total Recall is all that's f- funky and kind of funny and weird too right that's very true um okay I also watched Shutter Island it is silly and ridiculous but it's Scorsese and DiCaprio so you can't turn away but Shutter Island is ridiculous. It's so dumb. It is. I remember seeing that movie in the theater and calling the twist in the opening sequence. Oh yeah, but I mean, there's. It gets so stupid. Yeah, it, it's it's so stupid. Shutter Island is is ridiculous. I'm sorry, but don't apologize. I watched Stalker. Yes, directed nice. by Andre Tarkovsky in preparation for Annihilation. Because apparently there's some inspiration going on here, right? Um, the one is related. Yeah, it's exactly the same in a lot of ways. Same movie. Down to the down to the uh, idea that no, none of the characters have names. So there's the professor and the writer and the stalker. The, thre- the three main characters in the movie they had names. In the movie they had names. Yeah, true, oh, true. So sorry, but not at all the same. Okay. The book, <laughs> the book Annihilation. None of the characters have names and are described by their profession. Yeah, the biologist, the psychologist, the yeah, the, yeah. Uh, and there's a surveyor, anthropologist. Yeah. So, Stalker, nineteen seventy nine. I w- I will say, guys, right off the bat, this is easily the most challenging movie I've ever watched Ooh, in, oh, in wow. my entire life. It took me six hours to get through this thing. It's two hours and 41 minutes. Jesus. So keep that in mind if you're going to hmm. put this on at any time beyond like 10 a.m. Have you seen Eraserhead? No. I tried to watch that once. Um, Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it reminded me of... Um, But, but yeah, Stalker is impenetrable. Like, impenetrable. It's based on a book, isn't it? Yeah, it's based on Roadside Picnic. Right. Which is uh, something I really want to read. The idea there being, if aliens had a roadside picnic on Earth, what kind of shit would they leave behind? (laughs) And if you just came upon a bunch of... Like, if ants came upon a human picnic on the side of a road, you'd be like, what are these? What are humans? What, What kind of things... You know, the remnants of some other unknown thing. So when you watch Stalker, is there any indication like that this is the premise or? Yeah, they one character does say that there's a meteor that fell and this area has been off limits. So it's it's the same idea, right? A meteor falls into an area and it's evacuated and there's heavy military presence guarding it and no one can get in or out except for these guys called Stalkers. And they they lead you in and out of these areas, and they know what's up. They know where the traps are. They tie a little string onto a bolt 
toss it looking for traps. I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, but my, I will say my patience wasn't sufficiently rewarded on a first viewing. But this is the densest movie I've ever seen, easily. And it, it is a movie that you can't, you can't watch and just go, cool, and move on. It is only, it's only designed to be deconstructed, if that makes any sense. It's not a casual watch. Well, you, okay, you know you're in trouble when one of the characters says, our destination is 200 meters ahead of us, and there's still an hour and 45 minutes left in the movie. <laughs> That's how slowly their pace is through the zone. They call it the zone. They're looking for this thing called the room, and in the room, you will be granted your... uh your greatest wish, like your whatever your heart's desire, your true, you know, destiny or whatever is fulfilled, whatever you hope for most will be given to you. So he's, that's what the stalkers do. They lead these dudes into these zones. And the movie is so slow and so fucking languid and uh, there's monologues about what it means to, you know, get enjoyment out of something and doing something for money and what... I, I, I really don't know what the fuck is going on in this movie. Um, Tarkovsky shot the movie three different times <laughs> because the, they shot the Kodak film stock he used was incorrectly processed back in Moscow because they didn't know what the fuck was going on. And so they destroyed all the negatives. Oh, good. And they had to reshoot it, I think, two other times. Wow, that did, sucks. Did they do it? Did they destroy the negatives twice? Like what? I don't know why it was three times, but he shot... He just five, liked it. Five kilometers <laughs> of film, according to what I've read. But everyone got cancer on this movie. Like, everyone got cancer and died. Because in the movie, they're, like, wandering through these toxic industrial pools and waste facilities and... There's like shots of people getting into metal filled toxic cesspools inside these dilapidated buildings and slaying down in these rivers of of refuse and garbage. Wow. What? It's completely <laughs> insane, man. Um I'm gonna watch I think I have to watch some this of now. this at yeah. least. <laughs> yeah. But no for me, you could watch Stalker for twenty years and still find new things, I think, to discover in it. Like it is it is so dense. I can't even start. Like, there's no way to do any justice. Is there a from theme? Here. Did you find a theme that it that it uh, seemed to be regarding? Yeah, I mean, there is a cool there's a cool method to the movie where outside of the zone, it's all shot in sepia, and when they cross into the zone, it goes into full color, kind of like a Wizard of Oz situation. Ah. Well, that was really uh, dope. That was a film stock limitation thing, wasn't it? Yeah, they had to shoot it in two parts and stuff, but it it works really well for just them entering the zone. Like a happy accident. Oh, man, it's cool. But as for themes of of the thing, yeah, it, it, it comes down to do you really know yourself and do you really know what what your heart truly wants and what if your heart's desire is something evil? You know what I mean? What kind of darkness lies within each of us and and what kind of uh, implications could be unlocked by having a thing that could grant you whatever you want, right? And 
what what is in human beings there's evil people out there and there are good people out there and yeah yeah it's it's heavy as fuck but the movie's so impenetrable man it'll kick your ass mm. it I'm, is the I'm the, up for a challenge it is the harshest double black diamond I've ever seen but what isn't a double black diamond to recover did you watch something light annihilation is not a double black diamond right as as much as that whole studio battle that was going on would have made you think, right? They were trying to to limit the release, change the ending and stuff. I, not to get into the review before we get into the review, but I don't think Annihilation is. I don't think you need I don't think to it's be a double black. No, but I don't think you need to be that really smart to. You need to be patient, maybe, and and have an, just willing to go along with the ride. But I don't. I don't think Annihilation is. Uh, it's confusing at all. I think it might be like a Donnie Darko type situation. I think Donnie Darko's way more fucked up and weird. In terms it? of like putting the pieces together though about, and like yeah. figuring out there's actually like I think there's probably very clear answers to it's some of the nice questions comparison. that people have. It's a nice comparison. I mean, people right think now. it's all funky and mysterious, but like no, there's think, a roadmap. Do you somewhere. think those Donnie Darko bubbles that come out of your chest are coming out of Area X somehow? They look like the same shimmer Material? Are you suggesting Donnie Darko and this are the same? No. But we can review Annihilation. Let's do that. Right. I, I really don't know how much more right she has to be. Okay. And I agree with you. We should go back. Good. Okay, great. There we go. Okay, so the three of us can just Hold pack on up a minute. Our... Hold on. We should go back. Yes, but it took us, what, six days to get here? And the coast is two days away. You're saying that we get out by going deeper in? Yeah, if you like, yeah. Like? No, I don't like. This isn't some tactic to get us to the lighthouse, is it? I believe that the coast is the best route out. Okay? So that was a clip from Annihilation. A biologist signs up for a dangerous secret expedition into a mysterious zone where the laws of nature don't apply. Annihilation is written and directed by Alex Garland, and it stars Natalie Portman, Jennifer Jason Lee, Gina Rodriguez, Tessa Thompson, and Oscar Isaac and Benedict Wong, who just loves science fiction movies. Yeah. I and like sci-fi Benedict. Sci-fi loves him. So here we are. Here we are. This is our review of Annihilation. Woohoo. I don't know where the hell to begin. All of us have read this novel in some capacity. Capacity. Yep. Expectations were high. Mm-hmm. We knew some changes were going to be made. Mm-hmm. We'd known for a while. Were you, yeah, were your expectations met, and did the changes Alex Garland made pay off for you, Red? Well, I should know this, but are there more movies planned? 
No. Well, As, like, Paramount has the rights to all three, so well, theoretically they could. Garland okay. said he, he did, only did it with one in mind. Though. He won't be involved if yeah. there are any others. Has it changed anything about how you feel? I, it's different, but in a way that I, I enjoyed. Okay. Um, the... It, I really enjoyed it. Oh, uh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm kind of like, I liked it a lot, so I, I'm kind of sort of speechless about this movie because it's so different from anything else that we've seen lately. Um, when people were talking about it being in, being too intelligent or whatever, like, are you, no, I, I don't right? know what they were talking about. Maybe the fact that there's like sections with with titles, perhaps. I don't know. Like, what's the big? Wh- yeah, I don't. I don't know. I well, th- that's from was, the maybe that it's- Wasn't that a producer that coined that whole phrase? Um, I assume he might have insider knowledge. Like, there might be. Just interrupt. There might be interpretations going on that we just haven't had time to find yet. So maybe that's what he's referring to. Hmm. It's possible. We'll, we'll probably get really into this <laughs> because um, this movie played with things that are in the the books. But left a lot more questions. I think that when you read the Southern Reach trilogy, um, you come out w- with a little bit more of an understanding, maybe, of what's going on. Um, you you don't have clear answers by any means, but um, the way that this sort of dazzles you visually and leaves you really wondering um, and puzzled a lot of the time, um, that felt familiar and from the books and um it just i i felt like it was a really good um not analog or like it's not an exact mirror of the book compliment yeah a very good compliment to the book to to watch and to read together and to appreciate but if i didn't know what i knew i think i might be maybe too puzzled i think i might be really desperate to have some more answers or or something because you know there's some big questions in this and and i mean not really obviously the the tattoo comes up because you know different people have tattoos or don't have tattoos and there might be a tattoo on the body on the wall or um and then what happened in the three days that we weren't here and uh they're very small things that are at the edges that are the weirdest things other than all the mutations right like there are, there are a few sort of you're distracted little easter by, egg kind of weird things yeah. that maybe are more important important than Those the blanks, alligator with the blanks that are that aren't filled in are are more are the most important part but your eyes are distracted by the flowers or the animals or the monsters or the weirdness the the fungus um so that's on purpose and there's things in the book that couldn't be necessarily uh said explicitly um it's an unfilmable maybe let's talk about hypnosis a little bit well it's an unfilmable book to some degree too right that's that's what if if you're saying that annihilation is a good compliment then that's a little bit of what you're talking about is take this really bizarre and crazy book and Try to adapt it visually as well, best you it can. It would be impossible to do literally. You can, there's no way you can have a one-to-one analog there with what's right. in the book and what you can put on a screen. Yeah, like anything happening in the tower, for example, yeah. would be... I mean, we do get some scenes, perhaps, in the lighthouse that that approach... those. Yeah, I was thinking of that in the lighthouse. <clears throat> but even then, I mean... It's a smart move to combine those for yeah. the film, right? Yeah, and... There's a lot more that goes on, and I, and you'll get there. You're close. 
Um, but uh, I think that it was really good for, for something that you're going to go sit down and watch. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Craig. Yeah, like I read all three books over Christmas, so a lot of this is really fresh in my mind. And like Red said, I think if I hadn't had that knowledge going in, I'd probably be confused a lot more than I am. Because like the movie does is leave a lot of things unanswered, a lot of things unexplained, because so much of it is about just otherness. And I like that it's willing to... Yeah, alienness. Or, yeah, and not just like creatures from somewhere else, but like something so completely different. Yeah, other with a capital O. That we, like we actually can't fully comprehend and wrap our minds around it at all. Our but, our our boy Thor from Breakfast Television has some theories about all of this stuff that actually are kind of coming at it from the other direction and what our pl- our planet's role in all of this kind of, you know. Hmm. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's good that we have shit like this right now. Yeah, like it, and it also it was just really beautiful to watch. Yes, yeah, the way the colors were really saturated, and you could always there was like at this the edges of the screen you'd see hints of those pinks and greens and blues. Uh, it did look really nice. I don't like know. You're, you're constantly being shown new and different, interesting things all over the place. I thought the lighting was a tiny bit ugly and. But that that greasy, oily sheen, it, mm-hmm. it like made beautiful, me beautiful, but kind of it, disgusting. It made me feel gross and and dirty. Yeah, yeah. And the sunlight filtering through it feels really kind of ugly and harsh. But I guess that's all the point. Apparently, there's a there's some some fan fiction about the the lighting, right? Well, Van Vandermeer uh, <laughs> has had some understand. interesting quotes. He's the crazy. author of the series has tweeted about. The movie, and he said some things that we might get into in a yeah, bit. Okay. But one of them being that people should write fan fiction from the point of view of the lighting, <laughs> of the sunlight, or something. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, well, okay. It sounds like you enjoyed the film. Yeah, I liked it quite a lot. And, and your your expectations were met from the book I, I and the changes so. made because, like, I w- went in understanding that this movie was started production before. I think the even the second book had been published. Yeah. Mm. So it it it's definitely approached as a singular thing, whereas the books, it's definitely three books telling a larger story. Well, he wrote the first movie based on his memory, or like he he, he wrote the film based on the book and just reading it once. And I don't even know if Alex Garland has even read the other two. He might not have. For real, so yeah, he, says he, that, he says he didn't. Yeah. Supposed, it's this is based just on the first book. So he's like, I don't know anything about, and which is why this whole whitewashing yeah. controversy, mm-hmm. which I don't really want to get into, because isn't first of all, it isn't, doesn't come up in the first book at all, and, and there's no way he would have known. It's and never. The cast is really multicultural anyway, and Al, isn't Alex Garland like partially Indian descent? Like I don't even. It's so ridiculous that there'd be an agenda. That's what I hate about these conversations. Is like there's some hidden dark agenda behind these decisions, and and well, you know sometimes there might there's be. But always complaint. Like no matter what, you yeah. can't talk about the movie because there's something wrong with it. Well, and I think people have forgotten what whitewashing yeah. means. Yeah, like yes, the lead characters Jennifer G- Jason Lee and Natalie Portman here are white. Yes, fair enough. But like the cast is fairly diverse, so it's not whitewashing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's nonsense, that's right? Unfortunate, yeah. Mike, what do you think of this? Thing? Um, 
I, I mostly dug this. Uh, I've read a few different takes. Uh, I don't agree with all of it, but one thing that did stand out was how nihilistic it seems. Like, this movie is a flat tone. Like, the, emotionally, it doesn't... There are no peaks and valleys on this. It's every... Like, to me, the characters seemed almost a little bored of what was happening to them. And that... I'm sure that's on purpose. But there's an element that's missing in this, which never comes up, which would explain lost time, etc., is the hypnotism from the books. That was a huge part of how they were experienced. Like that no one in the books remembered getting into area X because they were hypnotized when they crossed the barrier. And there's nothing to suggest that Jennifer Jason Lee, Dr. Ventress, I think there's nothing to suggest she hadn't like doesn't do this. There is a, there is a push yeah, it's into left wide open. There's a, there is a push into her face after one of the characters says, uh, how long have we been out here? And she kind of shrugs it off and says, "We got to keep going. Let's, yeah. We got to get going." She literally uses a, a yep. hypnotic cue for them to forget about it and move on. But uh, what I was going to ask was um, the movie. How? Because I I felt this, but perhaps I was influenced by having a little more uh, background from the books. Um, was that it begins, with, you know, to do with the relationship between Natalie Portman and her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, we slowly sort of learn that maybe things weren't so good. And we know from the book that this is because the, the biologist is just sort of this distant, emotionally distant person. Um, but that's not really explained in the movie, but I did sort of have some empathy for this failing relationship and the efforts of the husband and wife to, to salvage it. And then him, her, driving him to maybe like her questioning whether her decision with, I forget the guy from work, what his <laughs> yeah. name is. Um, but if that was part of the reason why he went in for, on the mission. Um, so I, I, I was kind of, I didn't feel it was flat as you said. So I wonder gotcha. how you felt about that, that part of the film that the husband and wife uh, play. Yeah, no, it, it, I'm like, I, I enjoyed this film, but it just it didn't seem like it engaged me a lot, um, and I don't know what it was missing. Like like for, the bear's for, for, face well, was was yeah missing. no like for for me the standout here was Gina Rodriguez yeah she's um, excellent cool haircut I'm a big right? fan of hers real yeah, cool haircut like she 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 towed that line with the insane like she was reacting in a very human way and if there were more allusions to like if it had been mentioned anywhere like we know about the hypnotism but that i said this with donnie darko and other shit like you should be able to figure this out on a contained viewing without any outside information Mm, being given to you right so the film doesn't really give us any any inkling that these scientists and other professions these soldiers that are in area x have been conditioned in any way shape or form to act the way they do like i don't know like and Tessa Thompson, I, 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 go go. Well, so and Tessa Thompson's character, for example, dumps a huge piece of exposition. It's like it's refracting our DNA, like just very matter of factly. That's her theory. Yeah. That's her theory, and it seems to fit with everything that we know. Um, but she's just so distant and bored with that revelation, um, and it makes sense if she's conditioned to be that way. But the problem is, for for me anyway. Mm-hmm. 
because a lot of them weren't acting in a very human manner. Hmm, yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah, a lot of them weren't acting in a very human manner. Huh. It was hard to relate to that. Hmm. I, I want to also point out, yeah. And empathize. You're, you're going down a road that is potential and interesting, but also these characters, let's remember, are on a suicide mission, and it's commented on that we all have self-destructive tendencies. In particular, this group... Yeah. Much more than the average person, because why would any of us volunteer for a suicide mission? We all know we're not coming back from this, right? Uh, and so, in, in the case of this group, everyone's detached because everyone's damaged and everyone is in the process of, of self-destruction. Tessa Thompson uh, is dejected because she's we're watching her in the process of committing suicide. And that's what we're watching from all of these women, really. Um, th- that's kind of why they're here in, in some way, right? Yeah, fair enough. It's just hard to relate to that. I, I, I'm with you. This movie isn't perfect, and it wasn't a home run for me, but my, my appreciation for the movie has only increased in the days after I've seen it. Nice. Which is always a good sign. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I can't wait to watch it again. Exactly. Yes. There, yes. there are things that I, I'm looking for I agree. For like, now. this is a multi-watch for sure. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I tweeted the other day uh, sort of a, a greater than hierarchy. Yeah, I was surprised, actually, by Were you? how you uh, oriented these. For me, Upstream Color is, is God. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies of all time um, because I don't know if I'll ever really understand everything that's going on. And it is like a director that's just 10 light years ahead of you and doesn't give a shit if you know anything that they're trying to say. But you know, there is something that they, that's there. Yeah. He's got a chart somewhere. They have thought of what they're trying to say. It's, it's up to you to ever figure that out. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, upstream color under the skin annihilation would be my, like, my, like, triple score mind fuck sci-fi movies we're in a golden age i would say gents sci-fi and genre movies are better quite, than they've ever quite been. Pop- been better than they've ever yeah, been we can do things that nobody ever imagined I, I hope that we'll look back on this decade and say okay well sci-fi really started getting lit this is when it got as fuck really spun up to speed uh and it makes sense i mean there's no such thing as a nerd anymore and nerd cultures the celebrated Sci- sci-fi has always been the nerdiest shit you can be into well high fantasy is pretty i mean <laughs> yeah LARP, maybe LARPing, a little down yeah you're right LARPing right is, like like it's fair yeah you guys want to go larp <laughs> but um <laughs> I, I i was a fan of annihilation despite a lot of problems uh, in the character department that I think might be explained completely, by a theory I might have. Well, but but also might be by design. I mean, Alex Garland knows how to write good characters. Mm-hmm. He's been doing it for 15 years, but mm-hmm. then also he knows how to direct good characters in Ex Machina. So he, he could have been fully like, This all seems very intentional. And, and yeah, exactly. He could have given these characters much more of a deeper backstory. And it gets really clunky at times when the one the one chick who we don't, who's not a famous actress, Tuva... Tuva Novotny. Novotny. She does a really good job, though. She's okay, but the the lines of of, uh, exposition that she has when they're paddling, I was just taken right out of it because she's just reading off a script, literally, I guess. But I I, I don't know. Some of that stuff feels really out of place and just is almost there as 
as just out of obligation to to get the main point across, right? Like these are damaged people, and if you're seeking self destruction, uh, and and you are then wondering what you become on the other side if you destroy yourself, can you become something new? Can can you become something better? Um, I mean that I guess that's kind of what we're getting at here. If we're getting broad, well, actually, and, and on that character note, you're right. The the side characters aren't fleshed out very much. So if what happens to them is meant to be a big event in the film, we don't really relate with them enough. No, um, for that to really have that effect. Yeah. Um, we should be reviewing this film in so a year. That, everybody yeah. is really what we should be doing. We will review it again <laughs> in a year. Um, it's just like will we. Less. Yes, so because they're not very relatable and they, they aren't people, like there's they're hardly people. Um, things that, ha- and I know you're where you're going to go with this, so I'm glad that I'm setting this up for you. When, when Michael said something <laughs> just now, I pointed at him. I raised my hand. <laughs> uh, that they aren't people. Again, we are as an audience, so it's like it's it's really hard to care what happens to them uh, <laughs> when they're not. Yeah, and it does. Yeah. It does seem like this is very intentional, but this yeah, is like, where I'm having trouble connecting with it. Yeah, like they just kind of slowly fade off into the yeah. periphery as the main thrust. Almost of the like story that one character on. actually does in the one. Yeah, like that. I think really it, creepy think and haunting. It's very intentional. It might. Yes, be. I. Agree I think it's with a you. choice. I think it falls a bit flat, but I think it's a deliberate choice. Yeah. For sure, everything in this is a deliberate choice. Yeah, I yeah. am 100% on board with that one. Yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. Flat is a good word for some of the moments here that you would expect to land with more impact in in another movie, I guess, right? is These like, are, should be big, big dramatic beats. Well, and that just ruins the atmosphere a little bit for me because this is this should be unnerving as fuck. I don't care if you're self-destruct. And we see a little bit of that in Gina Rodriguez's character, but everyone else seems absolutely fine with this sanity shredding thing that is going on uh, in the shimmer. I, like, I just wanted, I think maybe I just wanted more of a Lovecrafty and losing your mind sort of thing going like on. Like Hinset in the book, I remember they talk about like ripples in the sky yeah. and like um, getting the feeling of something, maybe ripples in the sky or maybe something, something like flying above you just behind what you can see and like weirdness like that. There's yeah. not really... The I wanted that sort of atmosphere to happen. Whether or not they reacted in any way, because they are dejected, they are programmed, whatever. They might not be people. But like something other than just cool colors that pulse and are out of place in a lot of the, the shots. They're beautiful to look at, but they weren't as mind yeah. fuckery as I wanted them to a be. A lot more psychological things could have been yeah. maybe hinted at. But, you know, the more we talk about these, these dejected character moments... I mean, I, I, I want to watch this movie ten times. I mean, we have to get into spoilers, I think, yes. to, to continue here. Yes, yeah, please. Like, thank you.
those moments, as I think back on them, I mean, it's been like just a day since I watched the movie, but as I think on them, they, the impact grows. Tell me if I'm trying to excuse some poor storytelling or some flat plot elements, but could this be Area X replicating human experiences and, and what it thinks is the idea of human memory? And these are these are attempts at creating the backstory for yeah to me people that aren't real or whatever to me that's it i think it's it starts it starts real with every group that goes in and like the you bring your memories into area x takes that as like fuel and tries to it's automatically like just trying to copy like as we see several times as they look under the microscope or whatever area x immediately starts making things copy into these weird colorful bizarre like twisted doubles the life and death doubles like the idea but i think the question never really gets answered um who or who's the original what happens to the original like is there significance to and and is it able to successfully do it so i think that is answered well okay yeah i like i i think the we're in spoiler territory oh big time 100 percent i well, we're get, are we getting into the tattoos? Yeah, I want, I want yes. to do it because I. Where do they? The characters come? go in. Their forearms are bare, mm-hmm. and as the movie goes on, characters start showing up with this like Infinity Ouroboros tattoo on mm-hmm. their left so they, forearm. They are already replicants of previous people by that mm-hmm. point, and right? They, yeah, and they it, that bit in the pool when they come across the video of the previous expedition with the biologist's husband. And you see in in the video, you see the tattoo on the forearms. And then when they find the remains of something in the pool, it seems to have that tattoo on what looks like used to be a forearm. I seem to think that's the same guy they cut open. Yeah. So Area X is attempting to develop... So is this a mark that is this like your UPC code like or your QR code whenever well, no, you no, whenever you create something no, It could simply be like it could be that no one actually gets through the shimmer you like is that what you're going at like as soon as you step into the shimmer you are just data food Yeah well, like it I, just disintegrates you and then it rebuilds you and then you you have your tattoo like, like you at are, several points we come across human remains like on the beach there's several rib cages and skulls and all laid out in a ceremonial fashion Mhm and and you come across when she's walking along the beach. There's one point she you kind of pan over a body half buried in the sand. I I think that that's her, was, um, Doctor Ventress. Oh yeah, I thought that too. I I got that vibe too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then when she goes into the lighthouse and then she meets Doctor Ventress there, I think that is the double. Is it not? I th- yeah. I think so yeah, because yeah, then yeah. it just disintegrates and reforms into. Yeah. For for some reason, um, I thought that was her cancer coming out or something. I don't I don't know if that's related. I I oh I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Because the way I looked at it was that like the area X tries to like the first thing that happens is a double is created, and then what has been happening is that the double and the original encounter each other and and fight, and one of them survives, and whatever one survives, another like there's always another one made. Fuck. Oh man, this is fucked up. I, I I love the idea of as soon as you cross the border, you're toasted, and and uh, yeah, I think you're done. Like you can't yeah. you can't physically pass the Shimmer's border intact. And this is this brings me to uh, this is what I, me and Thor were talking about 
on Twitter and because drones don't work. He yeah, right? Like I don't know. No, they which they, sorry, which doesn't work? Well, they talk about electronics and stuff not working in Nothing there, right? works, right? They can't send anything in and out. It's like yeah. it's be, like so No, it works. It's just scrambled. Scrambled. Alex Garland cleverly changed the definition of annihilation from the book to the movie, right? So in the book, it's a it's a trigger word, it's a hypnotic cue to induce suicide which is fucking brilliant. When you find that out in the book, when she starts shrieking yeah. annihilation to the biologist, and then the biologist is immune to hypnosis, which she is another layer that I wish is, but again, maybe is in the movie. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It maybe it's all there. Um, but maybe the movie's trying to hypnotize you. I don't fucking know. But Thor and I got to the, the discussion of annihilation being as defined by the characters in the film, which is particle annihilation. F- phys- completely destroyed. Physics. Yeah. The physics definition of annihilation, which is the process that occurs when a subatomic particle collides with its respective antiparticle to produce other particles, such as an electron colliding with a positron to produce two photons. So this is the idea of the whole movie, where you're... Two things smashed together and make a new thing. Making yeah. something new. You're not. This nothing's being destroyed two, two in things, Area X. Yeah, things are destroyed to make a new. thing. Two things are being being destroyed smashed to together. make a new thing. Yeah, everything is broken down into its smallest parts. parts and brought back together in new forms and shapes. Uh, and then I started thinking about cell division, matter and er, matter, uh, matter and antimatter, um, and how this cosmic force is just trying to understand our DNA by breaking it down into the smallest possible particles uh, and then rebuilding and experimenting with it. Different iterations. To to understand how we're all put together. But then this is when my man Thor comes in with his own theory. And he says, uh, it's easy to dismiss it all as the destruction, uh, but... Little scenes like the deer or the tiny fish, beautiful plants and flowers show an element of beauty. What if it was a somewhat benign alien species that crashed on Earth and our planet is like a cancer to it, causing it to reform and mutate on an extreme level? Uh, I guess the question of whether the entity intentionally landed there to change the planet or if it's come uh, it's become a bi- biological mistake. Maybe the thing just wanted to get off the Earth but our conditions just messed it up too much. Very possible. Did it infect us or did we infect it? Mm-hmm. I, maybe I, that's what he meant by is the it a perspective meteor? of the light. I, yeah, I like the idea of, of maybe there's maybe our involvement is also crucial. There's, I think, in the novel, the third novel, one of the characters, Whitby, I think, has like a list of things for in order for Area X to exist. And there's like a conditions, right? It needs to be an isolated place. Uh, there needs to be a trigger that's like benign, and there needs to be a language we don't understand. So there's like all these conditions for Area X. It has to be a remote place, right? All these different things that have to be fulfilled. Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. These these are theories that we should be coming up a year from now. But I can't help but relate directly to the the, the series of novels. It's hard not to. It's, I wish not all of us have read it. I'm actually. I just. Well, I haven't finished an, the first book. So. I've made another connection uh, when when we're talking about writing from the perspective of the light, in particular. Um, 
and how that connects to things like refraction or um we do see in in uh in the movie these trees made of like crystal right and i wonder if those are connecting in the way that i'm think i i don't want to give things away to people that are reading the book or going to read the book but um, that's a very nice the, tease. I like that. Well, the trees like, refraction and and shine and sparkle are sort of important. Well, the trees are well, they burn from below, so well, they, they they're they definitely like, connected to. They seem to the lighthouse like light specifically. up and, and, and like collapse and I don't know. Like if they're almost when if there's I, so much going on a really in this fucking movie. Effect. Did you guys notice the effect that when you see these giant crystal trees, they almost look as if they're like blowing crystals off of yes. them? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah little like leaves. little snowflakes. Little leaves, man. It's 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 gorgeous. This thing's fucking insane. Because that having re- I was actually like, oh man, if that's what's in the book, like if that um that's scarier. That's a big scale sort of thing. But to back up, I want to ask you guys. Is Lena and Kane, our protagonist, is their house in Area X? Good question. Or was it just that the stairwell is it just the looked, stairwell looked like their home? I'd have to see it again. So when like, they when we, they we, when we they show to up look. to that house, right, that the bear attack occurs in, Natalie Portman stands at the foot of the stairs and it, it is the exact same set. Like they're they're shooting on the same set. Like it is it is her house. And she looks at the stairs even and pauses and she's like, It's what the same the fuck? shot. It's the it, yeah. So that could that be Area X re- recreating that from the memory? memory? Love it. Or were we in Area X? Like how long were, you know what I mean? Were they part of it the whole time? Yeah, like all of this stuff is. Are those were, memories did they, did they in live, the past? Or is this an arrival situation? Or are we seeing like a future of different fucked. different doubles in the future encountering each other in a fake house? Yeah, because like there, there are, yeah, there's definitely stuff going on with time. Big time. And but is there jumps forward in time happening? They can't be huge though, because uh, unless the southern reach is all in the shimmer already in Area X. Yeah, because that's what ben- I'm wondering. Benedict like, we- Wong's interview, like all of that, has to have happened within a certain amount of time. Like they were keeping Kane alive for only so long, right? Well, like, I, I, well he gets better. Okay, there, there's, oh, there's a few more things. than one cane there's at a, a time, though. There's yeah, a few things we need to get. But that, there's more than one of all of them at the time, I think. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Yeah, but is that why this this cane is sick? Because there's, like, you can he's only sustain... He's just a failed iteration. Yeah, but like, then he's fine as soon as the shimmer's gone, right? Or is it just he's a different cane entirely? Like, this... Are you are you going on the, the assumption that... That one I still haven't really okay. figured out how that works. Because it must be... No, I don't know. Because, yeah, the fact that he heals is odd. Right? That I, But then they're both that makes no not sense. real. But, well, he heals as soon as the original entity goes up in flames. So is now he the original? Like, oh, no. But their eyes both are fucked I up. know. But so, like, are they both... Like, has it transferred to them? Like, what is... Are they now the new center of this? Like, are they the... The light. Yeah, you guys, the light you, in you guys are getting ahead are of. You guys are getting ahead of us. Sorry, <laughs> are they the? Maybe because maybe Area X's goal is to assimilate to, to make a successful iteration, and perhaps in it's, in closing it, that one, it it's like rebooting. So so those two like embracing is the successful design implementation. Boom! Uh, no, 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 no. N- maybe 
what I want to know is why does Jennifer Jason Lee dissolve into rainbow energy? Gas? Dude, you can't understand that. That's just crazy alien energy shit I, going on. I honestly think there are things in this movie that aren't supposed to be explained. And no. I think and that's that one of them. might have to remain alien. I, yeah, I, like I, are, I love this. Because one of the th- themes of the books is that there are things that we don't know because we can't know. Because we can't even understand Fathom. how to start yeah. thinking about these yeah. ideas. Yeah. And that is definitely where I'm at with that scene, too. Like, it's just, that's what happens. Because there's That's what it does. Yeah, and like, there's that bit where uh, Lena... She says to Benedict Wong that she's not even sure that that thing was even aware of her presence as it was mirroring her. Like there's, there's just a lot of strangeness there. It's fucking insane. Like so, the the fact that Jennifer Jason Lee sort of dissolves or gets like smushed and, and all of her energy comes out, and then that reforms into. What I, my interpretation was a that we're not cosmic egg. We're not seeing the original being. Um, what what we're seeing is like a blank kind of like a it, it, it's like a blank slate that can be. Uh, this is why Natalie it's like a stem cell kind of so. Jennifer Jason Lee bursts into a fucking weird energy blob, and then it gets unreal because it starts folding and fucking your head up and it's like imagine if you'd made 2001 now yeah. with like a gtx 1080 ti fucking mainframe computer system it looked, and so i was thinking as this 40 goes, million dollar budget like think about the rendering on that it looked so awesome <laughs> and my jaw was on the floor for that scene yeah because this is the kind of shit that you never see in a theater, right? They're, they're, yeah. the, the movies never have the balls to just give you the weirdest looking shit you can imagine. Uh, and and it, Doctor Strange has its moments, but this was way fucking weirder, way spookier, way more. This is soul sucking. This is what I wanted more of through the rest of it. <laughs> so like, we get a drop of Lena's blood out of her eye, which is fucking unreal. And then that's what gets assimilated, and then the blank gets uh, gets created out of that. So we have her it's like pewter looking, like uh, sort of humanoid figure. Yeah, that's blank. Though. And 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 Lena shoots at it, and these fucking tendrils fly off of it. It's like out of a tool like it, video it or some shit. The bullets, but the tendrils yeah, like turn a tool into tool video. It, that's what it made me think of. Like these strange, it, like the bullets get all curved in these weird forms that look like look scary as. Fuck. Honestly, like if you look at what particle accelerators do when the scattering of particles they go into these fucked up swirls when when electrons collide and shit um red is showing me some sort of crazy tattoo yes that's what's happening i literally am wearing a t-shirt with a diagram (laughs) from a particle accelerator oh my god yeah so for me this wasn't when people are interpreting this as an alien at the end no, no no we never in my opinion we never see any aliens Aliens may not have ever even come to Earth. They might have just sent their DNA or sent some sort of seed to our planet. Who the fuck knows? But this is like a well, double, is, double factory. This is Superman, man. But the last th- son of Krypton just showed up. This is a humanoid blank that they just drop their, you know, the DNA of the donor into. And then it, as soon as you make physical contact with them, then the transformation begins but into like the yeah, physical copy. It's not even humanoid, though. It's only humanoid because it had data from like all of the 
previous uh, expeditions, and then Natalie Portman. Like we, so it's the, like a, a strange it's pure mix. form. Is that is that stem cell like weird foldy? Just was, okay. Let me go halfway. Thing. Let me create a weird like stick man, and now I'm gonna make an albino alligator that has like uh, the inside of its mouth is like a turtle or some shit. Like oh, I'm gonna make antelopes that have branches for horns, and I'm gonna make people that turn into trees. But Natalie Portman runs out of this cave where everything is going down, and the blank dude is already up top, which I don't understand. Maybe. Is that another one? Like I don't think so. It no, just can transport, one. I guess. Pulls a Jason, right? Jason can do Who's that. Who's the double? I guess that's what's going on at that point, right? That's anyone that comes out of that hole. Like, fair enough. Who, who, like, do you think nobody went fair up enough. the stairs? But how haunting is it? At the it? very least, nothing comes out of there unchanged. Like, yeah, we never like, see in a singular shot of somebody go into the no, hole. No, it's and brilliant. Stay and then it's come it's back. brilliantly done. It's all ambiguous. It's fucking awesome. But how fucking scary is it when Lena comes into the into the the lighthouse and there's a camera pointed at the wall with just a burned out skeleton? And you go, yeah. oh, and a no. dark and, black hole in the yeah, floor. Yeah, and, and we're gonna go. Okay, well, let's see what's on this video. You're like, God damn it, this is gonna suck. Yeah, not gonna be. And good. you've got the Oscar. Last video it's, we saw was the worst advent calendar I've ever seen. To me, I, I wish the movie didn't have these. This is why the movie isn't as intellectual as as these stupid producers thought it was. Like this is straight mainstream stuff with just some weird psychedelic flourishes on it. Because having these video uh, explanations, explanations and exposition dumps literally what happened are, are, are very easy to follow and explaining ex- exactly what happened without any big you know interpretation needed. It's so Cain burned himself up or a version of himself up, and he thought, "Oh no, what if I have fucking worms in my stomach?" And I think all the Canes were just killing themselves. They yeah. were unstable. So you show exactly what happened to to illustrate. Oh, so we're doubling people, right? And then you get to see that process. But what you guys were struggling with before is Lena decides to pull a switcheroo. We're not certain who makes it out of that switcheroo. No, see, that's one of the switcheroos that happens. There's probably one earlier coming out of the hole. No, to me, the the switcheroo occurs right near the beginning of the expedition. Okay, the four-day... As soon as they say, we've been here for three days, sure, 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 sure. everything they sure. say is suspect. So you're already... Okay, fine. Yeah. Like, you, I don't... Even at that point, I think... The that maybe uh, Jennifer Jason Lee's character she knows what's going on because her character's high up at the Southern Reach, but she already recognizes that she's not herself. She's a double, and like, see in the book, there's a great thing of her going in secretly, right? The, the she's site, been going in. The, the director, own. yeah, she goes in secretly and came back, and there's all sorts of awesome shit. Um, but the question still remains: when we burn down the tower, then. Has Area X collapsed? I, I think so, right? I, is that what the... That seemed to be implied. That's except, what Benedict Wong seems except to be... Except for the eyes. Except for Portman. That doesn't matter. You can still exist. You, the, like I guess sort of all the shit that's been created is still good to go. But I think it's all connected. And I think because these these like new doubles exist, I think that they are they are manifestations of this thing. But it's strange that... But, but they're not fully... like Because two things smashing together aren't the same, right? Like So they are 
different. They're the evolution of Area X and humanity. Right. So when Area X collapses, that's why they're still around. But they're, are so, they creating something why, new when it, they hug? Well, Is that well what here's, here's where I want to make a connection that might be kind of spoilery for the book. And I think it explains the sort of aimlessness. Um which is that I think there's a there is a sort of aimlessness to, I'm not going to say any more than that but I think there's a sort of aimlessness to area X and I think that their sense of like w- w- they don't really have purpose or they just know something's different and wrong but I think that is a result of this I think that well, area X had a purpose but maybe has has gone has lost it. well and yeah oscar isaac's character not really knowing what's going on same thing can be said for natalie portman's because she witnessed everything that happened in there but in the interview she just says i don't know a lot to start off with right so she she can't be the same one. Oh yeah yeah none of them are right but i think every to me this is a bit of a i loved where we went with the whole psychedelic trip from fucking outer space and the crazy under the skin so it's almost like under the skin too for real. There's some really... Straight up under the skin, too. That, all that I love, but I, I did not... I wasn't a fan of where this movie went at the very end. I thought it was pretty basic, pretty mainstream. A huge, just blatant rip on even, like, Midnight Special. Um, A bit of knowing, even, like... Really? So you think it's just sort of, like, the, 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 the just idea, beyond this? No, I'm talking specifically about the embrace in the... Uh, oh. In, in, in the quarantine room, and then the eye... The, the if you go to the close up of the eye and you got the glint in the eye to denote some sort of secret power hidden within or some sort of evil or some sort of secret that a character has that is basic shit that is some power rangers shit I, no yeah, frankly I felt that it was a little trite to me that was a, a pretty weak final shot to end the movie on still very ambiguous and really you, great do you like the fingerprints instead do, do you think S- not even that just do you think that might have been changed because the producer fought not to change it but vi- yeah it almost feels like that has mm, been updated big time i mean that's I, an easy ad yeah i would have liked to have ended on on something much more just psychedelic and weird and the credits are fucking awesome they like me and they're like yo what's with these fucking tattoos but uh yeah, I, I felt like it, it is really basic, and, and ending on that glint in the eye is like kind of a lame hmm. tactic. So it's, my, it's very basic. I've just decided now that on my second rewatch, I'm actually going to base all of the observations that I'm trying to make on how that initial interview goes with Natalie Portman's character, because she does say she doesn't know for a couple, but dead for like one, I think. So at what point, like, like I've got to figure out which one that is again. That could be a trigger for other changes. Like, well, yeah, the, we, we we might have watched multiple doubles. The, it's it's funny that Alex Garland says he didn't read the second book because a lot of those interview scenes are like right out of the second yeah, authority, basically. right? And and there's a lot of interrogation scenes with what you think is one character, and and it might be a double and stuff, right? Like the the movie, if he didn't read it, he kind of knew where it was going, I guess. Um, he must have talked to Jeff Vandermeer. Must have smoked some opium together. <laughs> Guys, what are we given to this movie? It's a crazy I give thing. It a high score. I, I want to give it a high score too, but I'm not over the moon yet, and I think there are some issues. I'm giving it an eight and a half. Nice. That's I want to maybe bump it down to an eight, and then like just Don't. jam it up higher because it's it going to pay dividends the more you watch it because it's. 
It's like that. Yeah, I think that I want to put this up beside Blade Runner 2049 on my shelf. Maybe going as high as a nine on this one. That's fair. Like this, really atmospheric. This really is, well acted, well written, a well a great interpretation of the novel or an adaptation. This will be a good Mutation. one to revisit. Like this is going to be a Fuck really yes. good one to revisit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time. like unpacking this with repeated viewings. This is exactly the kind of shit that I love. It's right? like Stalker, man, in every way, except maybe more rewarding on the first view. Yeah, Mike, how rewarding was the original Blade Runner on a first viewing? Oh, which it depends which cut yeah exactly it's a complicated question <laughs> fair enough well i'm just like i'm just wondering because this there are no other cuts of annihilation this one as i said like it, it fell a little flat on some parts for me but i still dug it like because oh, i wonder if, if what it, if it turns out because some of those parts that were flat happening. like what if it, it turns out that the reasons that those fell flat was like because it's a it's definitely a double or because yeah. because because doesn't know how to like make a good uh, emotions don't work movie. yeah Ari X is like trying to make a, a drama film and it's like, oh, I can't do it. <laughs> it's it's actually lame. a meteor from outer space hit Hollywood. and Yeah, like that's where I'm, I don't know if I'm at a point where I want to rate this yet. Holy shit. Uh, N.A.? Whoa. No, I'm going to give it. Pending. <laughs> rating. Loading. Rating pending. Buffering. No, right now, it's an, I'm, I'm with you, it's an eight and a half. Wow. I get this nagging feeling just because we all know that there's more happening here, that it's just gonna go up and up over the next year yeah even like when i watch it a couple it, more times just just as the days go by i'm like that was dope as fuck <laughs> craig leave room for it what to, are you feeling man um right now i'm thinking nine Whoa. but like based on my desire to see it again and how much of my brain it's occupying I kind of want to go nine and a half. That's like, fair. Oh, I yes. am. Like, yes. This movie <laughs> is speaking to me. I am fully on board for this shit. I want to dive in yes. and like rub it all over myself. You bought tickets. That's true. The I, haven't, show. I haven't stopped thinking about it since Wednesday. Yeah, so like either. it definitely, it's a successful film in that regard. Like I, I want to go back and see it immediately and I can't wait for it to hit Netflix so I can watch yeah, it. Which is, yeah, which is happening in like a couple weeks because really they really pull it apart. They had no faith. They thought that this would bomb and it probably will. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it might actually a, do really well this week. It's a hell weekend. of a lot better than Cloverfield oh, Paradox. Fuck, you can't even okay. compare them. Sorry. It's serious. Sorry right. I did that. Uh, yeah, guys, that's our review of Annihilation. It seems like it was a major hit all around. Or we're all I, doubles and we've been replaced and I think, Ari X wants you to go see it. Nice tattoo. Yeah, it's, Mike and I are the most reserved on it. I, I wish, I, I do wish I walked out of it blown away. And yeah. I, I, I wasn't fully, my stomach was definitely still growling a little bit when I walked out. But I'm, I think I'm full now. If yeah, that it's, makes it's any one of those because you've started to talk about I'm it. digesting. Well, the, yeah. it, the film is it's expanded. Know, it's a it's a healthy eating pace, you know, because mm. then you get full eventually, mm. as opposed to stuffing your face and then being over full. There's no cramping or bloating, exactly, yeah. or discomfort. Uh, if you, you just at a perfect pace, if you see the movie and you agree or disagree with our takes, email verticalviewing at gmail dot com or Twitter. Yes, at verticalviewing. Verticalviewing dot com is our website. You can go there. You can find all of our episodes. You can click the donate button Please. to help us offset the cost of Internet Pie because um, it's expensive. Yeah. We give you Internet Pie for free. But if you want to support the show, then... We would love that. You can also go to patreon.com slash vertical viewing. 
There, you can donate one, two, or three bucks a month. Get access to the guns in Navarone. Really good stuff. All sorts of goodies. Um, Guys, next week, we're reviewing Mute. Oh, man. And it's it's apparently dog diarrhea. Or really good. No, 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 no. I I have seen some very good reviews. Those are retweets from fucking Duncan Jones. No, you know what it is? Mute's not the title. It's instructions for watching the movie. Yeah, you got to watch it on mute. That was good, Dad. Uh, Okay, uh, yeah, go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. You know how to do that. Uh, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Fox Stitcher. Yeah. Guys, where can we find you on the internet? I'm at Jared underscore Sergeant Mm. on Twitter. Okay. And for pictures of my cat, go to my Instagram. (laughs) It's Craig underscore Spratt underscore Art. I'm at Michael R. Lind on Twitter. Nice. That's it. That's it. Okay. Check it out if you want. I, I am at Scott Wilson BC. That's with two L's. Are there any final thoughts from you guys? Red, you have one prepared? I Well, I think this movie... Brendan is, really loves these, so I'm not going to cut it off. bringing it back. So this is... We all agree so far that this movie is getting better on repeated viewing. So be like Annihilation and keep it vertical. Yeah.